The reason people aren't financially free is they don't know what to do and they don't know where to start. I want you to join Joey and I at the Virtual Inner Circle Live April the 4th through the 6th as we share with you the exact answers to those questions. We only do this event one time per year. I don't want you to miss out. Go to westwatwallstreet.com forward slash live and enter promo code podcast. When you're at this event, you're going to get your investor DNA. You're going to get access to up to six different passive income strategies. So you know, leaving this event, exactly what to do, taking our decades of knowledge so that you can start becoming financially free. Go to wealthwhitewallstreet.com forward slash live and enter the promo code podcast. All right, Joe, I got a challenge for you. I'm up for a challenge. You're, you've done everything right. You've become amazingly successful. You have like designed your life, if you will, in a way that gave you more time with your family in a location that was perfect. And I know for you, let's just add this. It's on the beach. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm there. And and now it's probably even in a in a great golfing community. So you and your girls are probably playing golf, you know, three, four, six times a week. Who knows? And all of a sudden, you're hit with this this thought that I'm unfulfilled, mm. that I'm not reaching my highest potential. I'm not creating the level of impact that I really would want to be doing at this moment. How's that? How's that hit you? How's that square you up? I mean, it's like a little bit of a roller coaster there, Russ. Like, I mean, I was on a high. Then you just brought me low. I mean, I got to get back to normal here. Well, tell me, how are you going to address that? Because that's exactly what our guest today, Steve Cavanaugh, shared with us, is that he went through that process, had had like planned out his life, and got to a point where he was like, wait a second, this is not exactly what I thought it was going to be. Well, I, I think, Russ, this is exactly what you and I are talking about on the show, retirement is not in our vocabulary. Nelson, we learned that from Nelson. We are meant to serve, meant to produce and to have impact on the world that we're in. Like this is a, uh, the Bible says a vapor, right? Our life is a vapor and it's passing by so quickly. How can we use the, the days, the hours, the minutes that we've been given to make an impact that lasts longer than that vapor. And that is something that's internal to every one of us. Now, in his case, he found out while he had, when he was in this position on the beach, enjoying all that he thought he wanted to do with his life. But there's so much more that we should be about. And, and I think for me, that's what drives me every day, right? We are having an impact on the show right now. I hope so. I, I mean, I hope if you're listening to it, you're like, yeah, you guys are. You're being a little too serious. Usually you guys are making fun of something <laughs> stupid during this intro. But I I just was like challenged by that thought. And here was a question that was brought up that it, we didn't highlight it in the show. So I, I think it's worthy to to bring it up now. Why does there have to be a what's next? Because I think there's there's also that internal drive within entrepreneurs to believe that we have to create something else. And I didn't ask him that question, but the the one desire is when he got to the point of saying, 
I don't feel like I'm impacting. I don't feel like I'm doing what I want to do. And he was like brought to the realization from a coach or was asked a question from the coach. Well, why does there have to be a what's next? Like, what was his answer to that? Because I think that that's a, a problem too. I think I get into this unrestful state. If you, yeah. if you see me, my, my foot's always bouncing when I'm driving somewhere. It's always a race. And even though I guess normally I'm late, but even if I was on time, it didn't have to get there quicker. I always feel like I'm moving or needing to move faster. I need to, I need to go. So why does there have to be a what's next? I think that's a good challenging question that comes from this interview. Absolutely. But, but I think that goes back to that same question we started with and is what are you meant to do to serve others? And that to me is there's seasons, right? There are seasons within someone's life where they are going to be impacting people in different ways. And so that's the what's next in my mind. How would you answer it? Yeah, I I agree. I think here's the key is as you listen to this interview today, you're going to listen to someone who is highly successful, probably got to a place that you would want to be if you're not already there. But the lessons come from that is that there's ways that we should view the world and view our lives. And also, how do you create the vision? Is I love the fact that he went to that because that's step one, clarity in our process. So I, I don't want to steal any more of this interview. I think it's going to be a great one. I think there's some, somebody you're going to want to interact in our community with. For a few of you, you're probably want to, going to want to participate in the mastermind that he and his business partner, who's been on our show, by the way, as well, Alex Pardo, put on. I just think there's so many nuggets. Let's jump into this interview right now with Steve Cavanaugh. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into the show. Today, we have Steve Cavanaugh joining us. Man, so glad to have you on the show. What's up, Russ and Joey? Thank you for having me. Yes, yeah, Steve, it's it's a pleasure to have you. And you have a lot of monikers for how people refer to you. And I want to get into those in a little bit, right? Some of the like cool things that, um, like the living life on vacation or being a lifestyle entrepreneur. But before I ask those questions, I want to hear kind of, the burnout story, if you will, really like I, everybody loves a good train wreck. And I, I want to know, like you've been a very successful real estate entrepreneur and we're running uh, a very successful real estate investing a business up in Maryland. And all of a sudden something happened, something changed in your mind and, and made you decide that you need to do something different. So I'd love to, to share that with the audience. Sure, absolutely. Well, before I get going, guys, again, thank you for having me on the show. I'm going to just say for everybody, I've I've rock. I'm rocking my girl boss uh, mug here. Uh, it's got so I can keep uh, properly caffeinated. I'm very secure in my masculinity, but I'm rocking the girl boss mug here uh, today for you and and your audience. So thank you very much for having me. Um, yeah. So as far as what I ended up doing, um, uh, you know, we'll have to do this again. I'll have to tell you the origin story with the burnout there. But the burnout that you're asking about specifically was the impetus for me to leave Maryland and then come to Florida. And 
I, I will tell you about the burnout that subsequently happened, but let me tell you about the vision process that I went through to actually get to making that change from okay. Maryland to Florida. And then we'll get to the burnout. So I worked for several years on, on what's called the Life and Air vision. I worked with my coach who actually started the Life and Air organization and developed a Life and Air vision. And what that basically means is there's very specific categories that you go through and you design the life on a piece of paper that you want to live in all of these areas. None of those areas include money and none of those areas include possessions. You're not allowed to write any of those things down. So it's not the Tony Robbins, okay, visualize the biggest yacht that you want, <laughs> you know, and all those things. It's more along the lines of how do you want to be spending your time? What people do you want to be spending your time with? What's, what's your relationship with your wife and children look like? Those types of things in much more granular detail, of course. And when you're able to articulate those and boil those down to bullet points, and then you look at that every single day instead of looking at your phone every single day, it's really interesting to see how quickly things manifest in your life with that. And uh, there, there's some work that you have to do along the way. It's not kind of, you know, name it and claim it kind of thing, but uh, there's real work to be done. So about three years before I made the transition, I started to envision this lifestyle of me and my family living uh, in a four-bedroom home on the water at the beach down here in Southeast Florida. I live in the West Palm Beach area. And my wife and I are fortunate enough that her parents moved down here about 25 years ago. So we've been coming down here for about 25 years. So we knew this is the spot that we wanted to be in. We've, we've watched this area grow and just fell in love with it. But I didn't know how to do that and leave my business back in Maryland, which was chugging along at a great uh, rate, you know, always has been. I, I started that business about 16 years ago. And I, I didn't know how I was going to, uh, uh, I didn't know how I was going to be able to leave because I felt like I was the guy keeping it all running. So uh, I, I dove into that life and their vision. I concentrated on that and I very systematically put things into place over those three years before we actually made the leap. Now we did a trial uh, in, uh, 2015, 2016, we snowbirded over that winter. So that, I guess it was the, the January to March, uh, I'm sorry, to April of 2016. So four months period. And we tried it out. We left town for four months. We came down here. I put everything into place. I just want to make sure the business wasn't going to explode with me not there. And something very interesting happened. The business actually did better without me there. <laughs> it, it did uh, explode. It just <laughs> exploded in a, a positive way. It ran like a well-oiled machine. And what I realized was I was, I'm the cog. I'm mm. the guy who just as soon as things start to get slippery, I jump in there and grind everything to a halt. And if I actually just let my team handle what they need to handle, oftentimes, you know, work might only get done to 80% of my, you know, 100% perfection, but work gets done and it's efficient without the boss jumping in and grabbing the wheel, you know, every five minutes. So that was a really cool revelation that I came upon. So I came back home and I said, well, heck, you know, now the plan is not to snowboard. The plan is to go full bore with, with this vision that we've created. Let's do it. Let's move next year. And so we just put everything in place to actually move, sold the house, uh, moved down here. And that was really awesome. So I'm going to get to the to the crash that's coming here. So we we got down here and I all of a sudden was spending my days at the beach. I was spending my days at the pool. I was kicking back at the Tiki bar with friends. I was having a great time and I really didn't have to do a whole lot of work at all. I had successfully done what so many entrepreneurs want to do, which is remove themselves from, from the grind. Um, and what happened, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but when you climb to the top of a mountain, when you have a goal and you get to the top of the mountain, it's, it's elating in one sense. It's, it's amazing. It, it feels great. Uh, but then you, 
very quickly look around and you say, you know, there's this there's this impending feeling of number one, I'm alone here. Uh, I'm, and, and and number two, you know, what's next? You know, that was my biggest thing was what's next. So I spent a lot of time working with my coach on well, what's next for me. I don't feel fulfilled. I mean, I, I accomplished this, but what is next for me? And my coach was asking me great questions such as, Steve, does there have to be a what's next? Why does there have to be a what's next? And then things of that nature. And I really wrestled with a lot of those questions for a very long time. Um, but I got to the point where I realized that my highest needs of contribution were not being fulfilled. It was no longer being fulfilled. I was used to being the guy being asked all the questions. I had a successful real estate investing business, a successful coaching business in Southern Maryland, and I ran a 1500 member RIA group in Maryland. And all of a sudden I had worked myself away from all of those things. Now I'm not feeling fulfilled at all. I'm no longer contributing to people's lives. So uh, ultimately, the, the tweak that needed to be made, and I'll fast forward through a lot of heartache, was uh, I realized what I needed to do was instead of helping people rehab their lives, I wanted to help um, rehab houses, I wanted to help them rehab their lives. So Ascend Mastermind and Coaching was born out of that. Wow. Well, so you, you mentioned a word that as you were listening, as I was, maybe you didn't know what Steve said. He he didn't say he wanted to become a millionaire, billionaire. He became a life -anaire. That's a, that's an interesting term. That's not a term that if you you go in Google, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to get a a, a a widespread definition on. So let's talk about life -anaire. like that that mindset of what that looks like and and how does that like how. How did you first adapt to that? Like, because that seems like when you see that, there's a lot of potentially ways I could go. So please expound a little bit more into the life in there. Well, you're exactly right. I mean, life in air is just like the word millionaire, but it's life instead of million. And I can't take any credit at all for it. In fact, I have to give all the credit to my coach, who is still my coach to this day, Steve Cook. He is the guy who single-handedly developed Life and Air. He also, by the way, wrote the book, which you can get on Amazon. I encourage everybody to go get Life and Air on Amazon. Very short story, very easy read, very pro profound concepts in that book. Uh, and certainly give him a follow uh, and follow the Life and Air organization if you're interested in, in more things along those lines. But it made such a deep imprint on me from the very beginning. Steve is the guy who taught me real estate, and then he subsequently taught me the whole all the Life and Air concepts. So... Uh, you know, for me, it became about being this lifestyle entrepreneur. Uh, you know, as soon as uh, the four hour work week came back, I remember reading that when that was hot off the press. And, you know, that spoke to me a lot, too, where Tim Ferriss talks about lifestyle design. So from a very early age or from a very early part of my career, I really believe that I could pursue that, you know, lifestyle by design. And I did not have to I, I, did, I didn't ever want to go back to the nine to five thing, which I did for four years out of college. And, and again, that's another story for another time. It's a very lengthy story. Um, but I was able to get out of that and I knew that I never wanted to go back to that. But I, it, it, I, my big realization out of that was that if I was going to be free, I had to buy my own freedom. In a capitalist country, it's what we do. We buy our freedom. So we have, when we have the money to be able to, to be financially free, then we're good. We can do whatever we want, right? Um, so then it really becomes more about you know the type of life that you want to live. But here's the big thing. You have to look at it the other way around. You have to say, 
what do I want my life to look like without the money? And then you structure the income or the sources of income or the job or whatever it is to allow you to live that lifestyle. And even people that have a nine to five job, I'm not talking down on that. Even if people that have a nine to five job can start to live aspects of their life and their vision without being an entrepreneur, without having any extra sources of income, when they really start to look at it and really start to put it on paper. Now, let me, let me back up one second. You yep. said something, again, we don't want to miss. I believed I could make this lifestyle design happen. Mm-hmm. Number one, what do you think kind of led to that belief? And number two, why do you, why do you think people struggle so hard to make that leap? I think, so I don't know for myself, I just had this belief that was either given to me or it's just innate. I don't know why, but I, I just believe I can do some things and it happens. So that's not very helpful to your listeners there. However, what, what, I will, what is helpful, I will tell you most often, and I, and I keep in mind I've coached many people throughout the years, is this fear. Fear is keeping them from doing it. If, if we can dig down, there's some source of fear And if I can think back in the early days, now this is leaving my job when I kind of was wrestling with some of these same things way, way, way back. This was in 2004. You know, I could probably boil some things down to fear, but I was willing to take the risk because I was young. And at least that's how I rationalized it in my own mind. I said, well, I could always come back and do this job again if this entrepreneur thing doesn't work out, (laughs) right? Um, So, but anyway, that was in my own situation and perhaps that contributed some to the belief that you're asking. Are you looking for ways to implement ideas, get exposure to new ones and be surrounded by people on the same journey as you? Joey, where can they go to do that? Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash community. You can join for free today. I'm going to add to potentially, you've already mentioned two books that you read. Mm Mm-hmm. That to me, okay, that's something that's missing in a lot of people yeah. right now is, yeah. is that they we we're not educating ourselves with the right inputs, and the yeah. natural inputs around us are not going to be those inputs, right? Yeah. If we, if we're not proactively filling our our minds with the things that the one percent are doing or or thinking, we're going to be surrounded by. The other people we we talk about a lot on this show about our community, right? Um, and by the way, if you're not a part of it, you need to join it. Uh, it's free. Wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash community. Um, go there, join us because again, this is just another example of. In your case, you had a written. You probably had other people around you too, but you had a written form that said, "This is possible, and I can do this." And, and so that added to your belief is at least what I picked up from that. You agree with mm-hmm. that? Well, yeah, yeah. There's, there's books, there's mentors, there's networks, there's all these things. And it seems like I've heard you say that you had a lot of those. You had examples, you had things to look to and point to to say this is possible. Absolutely. Um, I, that That's a great observation, uh, both you guys. It, here's the thing. I've been a lifelong reader. Well, I should say I, I, I read not so seriously through, you know, grade school and whatnot. But when I got on my own two feet and, and I was now responsible for my own freedom, as I talked about, man, I can't I haven't put books down. And so that's a very crucial thing. But also a very crucial thing was joining a mastermind very early on for me. I was just fortunate enough to be given the invitation into Steve, Steve Cook's very first mastermind 
that he called the flip vips. And this was just when I was just first starting out and he had taught me the business. And then he gave me this invitation and said, would you come into this mastermind if, if the seat was available? I said, absolutely. And I, I didn't think about it. For, I probably thought about it for 24, 48 hours, talked to my wife about it. And I was like, boom, I'm in. And I haven't left. I mean, I've been in it, you know, all these years. And the relationships that I've gotten, you know, that I've, I've, I've built, the deals that I've been able to participate in as a result of that uh, have just been phenomenal. And I mean, you know, I've met people that are lifelong friends. Um, I, I just, uh, it's hard for me to even put it into words, honestly. Well, I want to kind of keep the story going because I think this is an interesting like dilemma that you've reached and others may reach. So it's like, let's, let's borrow information from someone who've already gotten there, right? Instead of had to pay retail, a lot of people who maybe listen to you right now, I may have the desire to get to the point where they're sitting on the beach having cocktails at the tiki bar and spending time with family and friends right mm -hmm. you got there and said after a short period of time this isn't fulfilling and we hear that way too often right i mean yeah. you hear the 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 regret the remorse from people who quote unquote retire and and say this yeah i'm not i'm not fulfilling a higher purpose of being a producer because i think we were designed to be producers we were designed to serve and and so that that sometimes is a hard you know pill to swallow and our whole desire is to get out of what we're doing and our and and the the other side of it looks like a beach with a you know drink with an umbrella in it right <laughs> yeah. so we're we're you know it sounds like you're you got to that point and you're being pulled by two different things you're being pulled by this desire to spend more time with family and, and doing things and living in a location that you wanted and probably all the things that you wrote down um, going through that life and error process. But then it came back and said, I need, I need to be creating impact into people's lives. And, and I, I thought it was going to be by helping people flip houses. Now I want to help them flip, flip the way they look at the world and the way that they interact with the world or, uh, and all of that kind of stuff. So before we get into a sin, because I do want to talk about the work that you guys are doing within that program, but how does somebody balance those things? Like the, the, they're big pulls. I, I don't know if you had discussions with your family about that. Like, well, wait a second, dad, uh, or, or Steve from coming from your wife, like, are you now going to leave us in a different capacity? Right? Like <laughs> we were here, like, you know, you're like, we were working, you're working all the time, making money this way. And then we're like, no, we're going to Florida. We're going to live this way. And they got to experience you for a brief period of time there. And then you're like, well, I don't think I'm fulfilled. I want to go this way. Was there a, an initial like caution flag that went up with your family to go, wait a second, we're going to lose dad again? Or talk about that. I think that's probably an interesting discussion to have. Yeah, that is interesting uh, and something I've never really thought much about. But what I'll tell you was very crucial for me before we got down here was if you do this thing right, you have a vision and your wife knows the process and she has a vision and then you guys get together and then you create the couple vision you know, for, for your marriage, for your relationship. And, and by the way, a vision is a living, breathing document. It is not something that you, you know, it's not like the constitution kind of thing. It's, it's, it is, it is going right. So once you, once you, once you start to step into those items on the vision, it's time for a new one and it's time for another one and it's time for another one. And, and actually the vision rewrite process, just as a side note is, is in many cases harder than developing the initial vision, which is hard mm -hmm. enough in and of itself. So, um, Anyway, I digress. Getting back to the, the couple of visions. So I don't exist in a vacuum. 
you know, you, you don't exist in a vacuum. You know, none of us exist in a vacuum. We have relationships and, and you know, we're filling this thing out in real time. Uh, so, you know, what happens to me happens to my wife, happens to my kids, and we're living this lifestyle all together and we're all experiencing different things in our own worlds, you know, as, as, as we step into this new lifestyle and, and, and meet new friends and, and form new relationships and get involved in different things. And so, um, so, you know, it's one of those things, the insight that you're talking about, at least for me anyway, really only happens in retrospect. So, for example, okay, you know, I've, now I've gotten to this point where I need to start something else that's going to fulfill me. You know, what is that now? Okay, now in retrospect, I'm looking back, have I been spending too much time in this new venture and not spending time with my kids like I should be or whatever, you know? And again, the vision gives us a document to look at that and say, you know, this is how many hours I said per week I was going to be spending with my kids doing X, Y, Z or whatever, you know, whatever the example would be, right? Um, so... I would just, I, I, that's how I would answer that question. Well, I mean, just saying, I mean, I think our wives and our, and our kids are our greatest, um, uh, maybe scorecard. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. How, how well are we doing? Right. I, and I don't know if you yeah. have something like that, but it's, they're the ones that tells us whether or not we're doing a good job. And mm -hmm. our, our wives are really good at telling us when we're not doing a good job and thankfully so. <laughs> so I, yeah, I just, it's really interesting. You know, Joey and I have had the same mindset of how do we, continue to work less and less. I mean, Joey's at a much accelerated pace than I am, but it is definitely a process that we're going through, Yeah. but it always is. Well, what are we going to then fill our time with? And, and how does that, that, that time get filled more toward what we want and, and what we aspire to, because we, yeah. we have this either aspirational thing that fulfills us or this definitional thing that defines who we are. Right. And I'm sure as you're going through that vision process with people, you're you're kind of helping them see that. I just think that's an interesting thing. I'm not there. I'm aspiring to be there. So I'm wanting to learn from from your situation. Yeah. So so yeah. Steve, talk a yeah. little bit about what process you went through to to land on ascend once you realized, okay, I need to be contributing. You could have gone a bunch of different ways at that point. Yeah. Well, how how did you land on ascend being the model? So first and foremost, I have um, I have always had kind of a I've always had a, a heart for teaching others what I know and helping others along uh, the way. I mean, before I did real estate, um, you guys don't probably don't know this about me, but I'm a I'm a guitarist. I, I minored in jazz guitar performance in college, and so you know I, I developed this method for musicians to be able to whole brand whole band improvised jam together. Uh, so like I shot I shot that with a filmmaker, you know, back before I did real estate and all that. And I put it together in a film. You can actually look it up on YouTube. It's called the art of guitar jamming or the art of jamming. And anyway, uh, but I mean, I've always wanted to teach people kind of what I know, but I don't like to use the word teach because I don't really think I'm a teacher necessarily. I'm somebody who wants to come alongside of somebody through their journey and help them along the way. I just want to kind of guide people by the shoulders and make sure they don't walk into a pothole that they don't see or something like that. Right. I'm not the I'm not the guy who sells courses and DVDs and whatnot. I'm not the least bit interested in content and all that stuff, right? Um, so uh, I'm sorry, I, I got so far down the rabbit trail, I forgot the original question. So, well, just I mean, you, you when you realize impact and contribution is yes. what I'm after, you could have gone a bunch of different ways. Why why mm -hmm. ascend? Like, what was it that got you that point? And how does that help? I mean, how did you see that helping people? 
Great question. I'm I'm in uh, I'm in a number of masterminds, but I happen to be sitting in a mastermind. Um, and Alex Pardo, my partner in Ascend, was sitting in that mastermind with me, and we had, had a pretty good friendship uh, leading up to this point. And I, it was my turn to go. And for those of you guys, maybe your audience is not familiar with a true mastermind. A true mastermind. Uh, challenge-based mastermind, everybody's expected to show up and bring their greatest challenge, whether that be a business or life challenge, and then they get essentially 60 minutes. to You, you get the first 15 or so to put it out there, and then the remaining 45 of the turn to have the group just pour into you and offer advice, support, uh, bat things around from different angles perhaps you hadn't considered. Uh, and usually we use, it's just like Napoleon Hill talks about and think and grow rich. We use like the mastermind, the greater mind, you know, where it's the, you know, the multiple minds are greater than one and all that. So, uh, what happens though, oftentimes is that if you're willing to play full out and be extremely vulnerable in those turns, some really good stuff can come out. So during my turn, I ended up getting emotional. I'm sitting there crying and says, I, I'm, I poor me. I'm at the top of this mountain and I just don't know where to go next. You know? I think it has something to do with coaching because I love to coach people, but I don't know exactly what it is. And But I want to start my own thing and I want it to be national and I want there to be high level entrepreneurs and investors and, you know, people who people who I resonate with and resonate with me and people who I want to lead. And after that mastermind, I got a lot of really good feedback, by the way, but after that particular turn, there's always a break, you know, a bathroom break or whatever in between everybody's turn. Alex comes up to me in the hallway immediately after and he says, hey, Steve, I don't know what you're putting together, but it sounds pretty cool. And if there's any way I can add value or help you, please let me know. And I said, would this be something that you would be willing to go on this journey with me alongside me and, and, and we can lead others and do this? And he said, yeah, let's do it. Uh, so essentially, that's how we started Ascend. Wow, that that is pretty similar to Joey and I's journey. I feel like that I gave him an idea and he just said, come on, let's go. Yeah, that is actually nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, clearly, though, that you saw that there is a need and and you had this realization. And when people are not meeting that, you personally experienced what that felt like. Mm -hmm. And so talk about what's happening in in that journey for people. When when people come to you, I'm assuming the situations are different, but probably similar, right? There, there's a lot of things going on. And what you guys are, are working through is how to navigate that journey to get closer to where their lifestyle and their life's vision match up with what they're actually doing. Because typically, and we see this in the finance, like we use this as a, like a, a really simple example. People invest in 401ks. Now, there's whole lots of reasons why that's a bad idea. But the one reason that we always use is very clear is we say, when do you want to be financially free? And they go, tomorrow. I'm like, okay, great. Well, why are you putting money in a 401k that you can't touch for 20 years? And they go, I never considered that. I'm like, exactly. What you're doing is exactly the opposite of what you want. I'm assuming when people come to you, they are sharing what they want after you've helped them kind of visualize that process, which is hard uh, to do. But then it's kind of like, how do I match up these things? So talk about those realization moments for people who are going through that program, what that looks like and and how does that fulfill them? How, do, how does that get them closer to their goals? Sure. So um, you guys, either you guys play golf? Oh, sort of. We play at golf. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Uh, you know, everybody's got a golf swing. 
you know, and it's just a matter of almost everybody can hit a ball, right? They can swing and they can hit a ball. Maybe they'll hit the ground a couple of times. Maybe they'll strike out and miss the ball a few times, but eventually somebody, everybody can hit a golf ball, but somebody comes along who knows how to swing a club a little bit better than you do. And they're like, Hey, you know, why don't you try to just get your hips through a little bit more, make sure that you rotate the back foot or, you know, you're, you're coming up too, too far back with the club. You need to just bring it back like this, or, you know, you change your grip up a little bit or whatever it is, probably a number of those things, right? But, the above for Russ, yeah. But you didn't know when you were swinging and trying to hit the ball before, you knew probably something was wrong with the swing, but you didn't know what. You knew you weren't hitting the ball straight. You didn't you, you were missing the ball or whatever, but you didn't know exactly what it was about your swing that was causing you to not hit the ball like you want to be hitting the ball. So mm-hmm. that is really more or less my role is number 1, we need to we need to analyze the swing. We need to say which direction is the ball going on. You know, first of all, where are you trying to hit the ball? That's the most important thing, right? And then we say, okay, what is happening? Why is it not going where you want it to be hit? And then, um, because you, <laughs> and and just to go a, a level deeper, not everything about your swing can be determined by a coach by just looking at your swing, and you are hiding stuff from yourself that only a good coach can dig out because you don't, you're not even, it's, it's unconscious behavior to you. And so between those things that are both visual and between those things that are hidden to you, uh, hopefully a good coach is going to be able to identify all of those things over time. This is not a, a, this is not an overnight process over time. And then we can ultimately get you to hit the ball on target once we have identified and worked with all those things. So that in a nutshell is how we work with people on the one-on-one basis within Ascend. Uh, I think the greater value in Ascend, uh, well, if there is to be a greater value than that, is, is the group experience. We have three masterminds that we run down here in Southeast Florida every single year. We bounce between West Palm and Miami. And, uh, you know, it's two groups of 15. And everybody is allowed to either bring a business partner or a spouse, um, and that's included. And it's just a great time. And that is where, you know, it's a, we run it as a challenge-based mastermind. Everybody's expected to bring and speak about for one hour, to speak about for just a few minutes and have everyone pour into them for the remainder of the hour and really help tweak these aspects of whatever it is going on. And before you think that this is just all about finance or just all about real estate or anything like that, first of all, we're not all real estate people in the room. I would say 80 so percent are, um, but we do have people who are marketers in the group and then um, you know folks involved in, in, in different aspects. But ultimately, you know, people show up and they talk about, you know, a divorce that they're going through or, or uh, you know, addictions that they're dealing with or, you know, deals that went south or, you know, partnerships that, that they would like to get out of and, and they need help getting out of that. Or maybe they show up with stuff and they're, they're looking to kind of 10x what they're currently doing and what does that look like? Or maybe they're looking to add a different uh, uh, industry, you know, uh, uh, to what they're working on and, and uh, Obviously, we check everything against their vision, what they said that they wanted. But, you know, we are there to pour into those people in any way that we can. And, and like I say, most oftentimes, I think the biggest takeaway to, to end this part of the conversation is that many times business problems uh, are really just manifested personal problems. 
And so if we can dig down to the bottom of what, what really, like we can see what's going on on the surface, you know, everybody can see what's going on on the surface, but we really, we really want to get all the way down and figure out where is that coming from? Why is it happening like this? Why is your business falling apart? Why are you having trouble with this one relationship, this one key relationship in your business? You know, what is, where is that coming from? And we can almost always trace it back to something that is going on in your head that you probably aren't even aware of. Mm. That's such a great, I mean, for, for somebody listening right now, that's a quick win. Like that's something that you can take away from this conversation and, and challenge yourself. Okay. I have been potentially blaming X, Y, or Z that's going on in my business or in at my job or wherever I'm at right now. Currently, there may be something that I'm holding on to that I just realized Steve just put his thumb on it. There's something personally I need to deal with. There's something personally that I need to uncover that is affecting that. And so if you're listening to that right now, I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you to, to think about exactly what Steve's mentioning and see what it is that you can do to uncover that. Um, so Steve, this has been really, really uh, amazing to hear. First of all, your own journey to get to this point. And then secondly, how people are now joining you in that journey to become, uh, we, we talk about financial freedom is not just because we want to be on the beach sipping my ties. And you literally just um, encapsulated that whole conversation in your own story. Mm -hmm. So you, we have to be a better version of ourselves. Financial freedom for us is unlocking the potential of who we're supposed to be, who God created us to be, to reflect him in our unique way. And ultimately, what, what I what I kind of am hearing you say is ascend is just adding fuel to that fire and helping people get to that point. Um, Steve, thank you for being a part of the conversation today and, and adding so much value. When people want to connect with you outside of the community, because obviously we're going to have you in the community, what other ways can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so the website for Ascend is ascendyoursuccess.com. That's ascendyoursuccess.com. And they can go ahead and just uh, click apply on there, and then that'll shoot me and Alex both an email. So you can certainly get in touch with me that way. You can look me up on Facebook, Steve Cavanaugh. Um, and uh, yeah, I would say that's how you can get in touch with me. Well, thank you so much. I, I hope as you're listening to Steve's um, story here, it, it inspired you. I hope it, it calls you to action. And as whether it's in the Ascend Mastermind or some other one, you need to get out there and sharing your story, but also getting inputs from others and not just anyone, right? We Definitely those, uh, those bad inputs could have negative impacts, but finding people who have the same vision that you have and surround yourself with those people. Um, Steve, we're, we're blessed to have had you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.